welcome back to the Dark Twisty Podcast, where we give you advice from people who most definitely need advice themselves. <laughs> I'm Nikki. And I'm Esther. And boy, have we missed you guys. Honestly, that's the truth. Like, I know honestly that's the truth is a double word. A double entendre? Like a double... Double entendre. Yeah, that, double, I think. Isn't that part of a song? But, <laughs> probably, but we're really excited to be back. We're so sorry for this huge gap, but we're back and ready to launch episodes every single week. Nikki yeah, and, and, and by the way, guys, I just want to say that your questions are not lost, so any questions that you sent over the time that we weren't recording will be answered. Um, I'm just going to be really honest here and say that me and Esther were both feeling a little bit discouraged. And when we started this podcast, it was always just because we want to give advice. People come to us for advice a lot and we just thought it would be like really fun. And we have so much fun when we do it. But it was getting a little bit hard for us because we know that the people that listen to us love us. And, and, you know, we get such great support from the people who listen, but it's been a little bit hard for us to break out. And that is why I want to tell you guys, again, it is not about that for us. It's just about answering questions for you, but it was getting a little discouraging. So if you like our podcast, share it with your friend. Shit, you know, just, just share it with one person. And I think that would make a big difference. But again, it's not about that. It just, it got a little discouraging for us, but we have regrouped and we have come back to our senses and realized that we just want to be there for you guys. So we started all over again. Exactly. And it's not about the numbers. As always, we got a little distracted from it, but now we're ready to just do what we were doing and have fun, have a good time, answer your questions and listen. Yeah, famous, what it hurt. <laughs> what are we going to do about what, it? We'll pay some bills. <laughs> Wait, I just want to say one thing before Esther talks about her life is that if you guys get us famous, we will take you on trips and we will buy things for you. So that it's it's really it's really in your best interest to get us famous. Cause we'll buy you presents. <laughs> we'll do crazy giveaways with like Gucci bags and like puppies. I don't know, what's expensive? You want oh, a puppy? Oh, that's cute. I mean that's like you know, a really how are we gonna like ship a deal? <laughs> How are we going to know that they're a good homeowner? That homeowner. How are we going to know that they're a good mom to the dog? We won't really know. You know, it's trial and error, but like we don't want to know. My point is, is that you should get us famous (laughs) so that we can buy you things. Um, Esther, talk about you now. (laughs) Okay. So quick recap on my life being that so much has obviously happened because it's been forever. I'm still married. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still living in Brooklyn, New York. Still living in Brooklyn, New York. Still staying inside my apartment all day. Never leaving because that's how you live in Brooklyn. No, I'm joking. Um, We're actually getting ready to get on our move to Florida. So we're really busy looking at different properties and different business opportunities down there. And we went this weekend to visit. It was really nice and accomplishing. We met a lot of people in the community we're looking in. And we're definitely still have our options open. But (laughs) I see Nikki's face. She's mad. She hates that I love Florida. (laughs) Um, I... I... Esther went to Florida this weekend, and I'm like, how's Florida? Terrible, right? You hate it. You're having a miserable time. You don't want to move there, right? She's like, it's great. I'm like, oh. I literally showed my husband her texts. <laughs> like, I, I hope you're having a miserable weekend. I hope you're miserable. <laughs> Anyways, it was really nice. It was really great. And so we're getting ready to move. We're one foot in, one foot out of Brooklyn, which makes me so happy. Also, this winter's been super warm so far. I mean, today happens to be brutal, but um, we've had some really nice days lately, and that definitely brightens up 
living in New York. So, Nikki, how have, so, you, been, what have you been up to? I'm just going to say one thing is that I'm New York City's number one anti-fan. I don't know what the word is. I, I would, don't want to say that I'm New York City's enemy because that doesn't really make sense either because New York City doesn't hate me like I hate it. But I am absolutely miserable in New York City. But unlike Esther, I can't pick up and move to Florida because my husband's job is here and he does he refuses to leave it so i'm trying i'm like look at this job opportunity <laughs> wait, wait, wait you didn't tell us are you still married <laughs> oh well <laughs> define married <laughs> um so his job is here and i keep sending him like job opportunities in different states and he's like i'm not leaving my job and i'm like just just consider it consider it um so i don't know where we're gonna go honestly if you guys have suggestions for people who need to commute into new york city for work but can't stand this, oh my god, I saw a TikTok of a person just like, I mean, it was a homeless person, but he was just like diving into a pile of garbage, like for fun. <laughs> like body diving. It's so fun. Why don't we do that? I just, I hate the city. Do I do have now. some interesting news for you guys. Um, You know how in every episode I'm always like, sorry, ignore me, I'm like super stuffy, I'm super nasally, I'm super stuffy, I'm super, right? Every episode. So my voice, hopefully, fingers crossed, will be a lot easier to listen to because I actually found out that I'm not supposed to be this stuffy and it's not normal to have your nose stuffed for three years straight and I'm actually having surgery to completely clear <laughs> all of my sinuses that have apparently been backed up for years. The doctor like showed me my x-ray and he's like, you see all this gray? It's supposed to be black. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so hopefully my voice will get a little bit easier to listen to um, and I should be breathing through my nose. It's actually a week from today, and I'm going to shit my pants saying that because I'm really scared of surgery. I just want to say, ignore the sniffles. I'm living in New York, and I'm just constantly yeah, it's sniffling. It's a sniffly day. So you might get easier listening to Nikki's voice, but... You know, I actually want to say something. Nikki, every time I'm, like, really hoarse, and I, like, say, like, oh, ignore my voice, I'm so hoarse, you're like, oh, my God, this is always your voice. So, so every time you say that you're so stuffy... But the thing like, is, this is just it is, but I'm not <laughs> having surgery to fix it's that. So it's not supposed to be that way. What if your voice is, like, really deep? Ugh, I do have a very manly voice. Like mine. Actually, when I was hoarse, really my mom was like, hey, is this like Esther? <laughs> <laughs> it was just because every time I talk to Esther, she's like, yeah, like, I'm so tired, I'm so hoarse. I'm like, Esther, you sound how you always do. You know what? I don't love being attacked like this. So let's we get, get into, into the questions. questions. Okay. Do you guys still make this podcast? No. Question mark? No. Answer? Yes. We do. <laughs> Would love it if you could answer some of my questions. Like, how do I deal with negative feelings when my friends get married or engaged when I'm single? Obviously, I want to be happy for them, but there's always this little part of me that's a little jealous. And how do I find the balance between doing what I want for myself and doing what is expected of me? I feel like my family has so many expectations for me, and I don't want to disappoint anymore. And I also wonder whether my dreams are unrealistic anyways or are not worth pursuing. Or is it that just because I'm afraid to be different and not fit the mold? So I think that we have to first address the first part of this question, which is the, you know, what was the first part of the question? <laughs> Negative feelings. Negative feelings to a friend married or engaged. Um, I think we first need to address the first part of the question, which is just having negative feelings towards your friends that are getting engaged, getting married when you're single. I actually think it's so, so normal. And it's like, I don't want to tell you that you should be dealing with it because it's really something that's just like a really normal emotion. As long as you're not acting on that emotion and like distancing your from yourself from your friend or being cold to your friend, like that would be a problem. But if you're just feeling this way, it is normal to feel this way, especially when you see a lot of your friends getting married and in serious relationships when you're not. So I, I really don't think like, I don't know, Esther, you could completely disagree with me, but I think it's totally normal to have those emotions as long as you are making sure that you're not taking them out on people. You know what I mean? 
I definitely agree with you 100%. Like, there's no way for us to control that. Like, if your friends are all getting married and engaged, obviously it looks so fun and it feels so exciting. So, like, you want that for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. We have discussed in previous episodes that jealousy is just one of those emotions that just brings about a lot of negativity. So, obviously, I agree with Nikki. You should not be acting on that. But if you can, like, for yourself, it doesn't help you or them to feel this jealousy. And, again, I can't tell you how to feel and I'm not trying to tell you how to feel because it's so normal and we all feel it in different aspects. Like I get jealous when I see somebody who gets to buy their coffee every morning because I'm budgeting, so I can't buy my coffee every morning. <laughs> wink, wink. I Nikki. literally was gonna say, I just want to say, I'm so jealous. Esther said to me, <laughs> "How can you afford to get Starbucks every day?" I said, "What do you mean I can't? <laughs> I literally cannot." My boss was making fun of me because my stepmom is my like top boss, and then like I, whatever I work under my stepmom. She's like not my boss, but she's. Well, she is my boss, but my, but I asked for coffee and my boss was like, I asked her for coffee because we were in the office once and you know, she's my stepmom, so I can ask her to buy me things. And she's like, you have a job. Like, how could you ask your parents for coffee? I'm like, what do you mean? This is how I afford my coffee. <laughs> Honestly, I wish my mom would buy me coffee. Right? But either way, Anyways, hi back mom, to the if you're listening, you don't have to buy me coffees. I still love you. Sure, that, that's, that's a hint. But just the point is that you can't control how you're feeling, but obviously you should try and most definitely not be acting on it as well as if you can try to control it in any way and just try to like be focused more on the being happy for them and saying to yourself like, I'll get this in the right time as well. And like, it's going to be amazing. Like just kind of focus on the positivity side of it just to get that jealousy, you know, and not bring it down into this world because we don't need no more of that. And I just want to say that like everything happens for people at the right time. So obviously like this is kind of an annoying thing to say like I'm not gonna whatever that it's kind of an annoying thing to say but everything happens for people at the right time so like your time is coming it's just not if it's not happening to you right now it just means it's not the right time for you right now you know and sometimes you don't see why it isn't the right time and we don't understand it but at the end of the day like when that time does come and it is your time to shine you're gonna be like oh this is why it couldn't have happened because I'm gonna tell you right now my husband all the time jokes he's like where were you four years ago when the market for housing in Florida was really cheap and I was like four years ago we would not have gotten married right Right. (laughs) we were in such different places if I would have met him earlier we wouldn't have gotten married I'm like what does that say right so just along those lines and to the next part of the question yeah um doing things for yourself as opposed to what is expected of you and if your dreams are unrealistic and not worth pursuing. Okay, first of all, it is always worth pursuing your dream unless your dream is like ridiculous, like I want to walk to the moon. Like obviously you shouldn't pursue that. But you should always be pursuing (laughs) your dreams because anything is achievable when you set your mind to it. And I'm a huge believer in that. I'm a very determined person and I really, really think that anything is achievable, achievable if you put your mind to it. And in those cases, this is the time to put yourself first. It, you always have to be there for your friends and family, but at the end of the day, this is your life. And what kind of life are you going to live if you only do things for other people and you don't focus on yourself? And I, uh, I'm not going to say 100%. I just said it to me. <laughs> I completely agree with Nikki on this. I want to say that if you're not going to be pursuing your dreams, what are you doing? And listen, it might not happen. Yes, I think that if you set your mind to it, God willing, you will get your dream. You will accomplish everything that you set out to do. However, the journey is sometimes the most important part like it could be that you're starting to pursue your dreams and you're starting to work really hard and different things come up different opportunities you're going to learn so much and as you're pursuing it it could be that your dream is going to change it could be that different things are going to come up that you're going to want to you know switch things around like it could be your dream was to become an 
fashion designer and then later on you realize that you like interior design and like that doesn't mean you didn't accomplish your dream like your your dream changed based off of what you learned what you knew and all that journey is so important so I definitely would say to pursue your dreams not worry about what other people think or what is expected of you because you have to know what you are expecting of yourself and you have to take that and that is what you live your life by and I I think we may have said something like this before but honestly maybe we haven't is that when you're not focusing on yourself, you tend to be a worse friend and a worse family member because you're so stressed out about the fact that you can't meet your own needs that you end up not not on purpose, but you end up taking it out on other people and you may not even realize it. It may be in little ways, but when you focus on yourself, you you tend to like have more for other people, you know? You improve your relationships, you improve... Because when you're taking care of yourself, you have a different value in different things going on. If you're never looking out for yourself and you're never doing what you want to do, how are you supposed to ever do what other people want as well? How are you ever supposed to accomplish that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) All right. Okay, next question? Yeah, I'll read the next question. I've been trying to lose weight for a while and could really use some help. I've struggled with an eating disorder and my relationship with food for a long time. Lately, I've gained a lot of weight and it's starting to affect my physical and mental health. Any advice on how to get out of this rut, get motivated, and start the weight loss journey in a healthy way? So, this is such a loaded question. There's so much involved here. Um, I definitely say that this is a journey that everybody is on for their entire life. No matter what your starting weight is, no matter what your ending weight is, like everybody struggles with this, regardless of just losing weight or eating disorder, anything like that. Everybody struggles in different ways and everybody wants to be healthy and happy in a physical and mental way. So I would definitely say that I am on this journey as well and I've recently lost a lot of weight and I've been doing a really good job of maintaining, but it definitely requires a lot of mental work as well. Um, I definitely would say that a really positive thing could definitely be a health coach or a food body coach or even just we said this before many times in our podcast um following positive body positivity on Instagram things like that just so even if you don't do anything with it even if you don't even agree with it just having that um healthy mind body things just pop up on your feed it just is something that's more positive than let's say watching people work out or watching people lose weight all the time like focusing more on the healthy part of it um I definitely would recommend like the way I did it was Um, I really cut down on all carbs. I was eating basically just proteins and vegetables. Um, And now I'm like working out again as I'm maintaining and working like, you know, doing yoga and going to the gym and things like that just to make sure that I can maintain in a healthy way. Um, I definitely would say that the best way to get started is I don't. Okay, so here's my thoughts. Cleanses do not work. Cleanses are to cleanse your system so that you can then start to be healthy. So I wouldn't say go on a three-day juice cleanse because that doesn't do anything for you. But if you take a two-week detox period, it takes two weeks for your body to get rid of everything. So if you would take this two-week detox period and only eat things that are, you know, unprocessed, proteins, vegetables, things that are very good for you that will fill you up with good energy, um, then your body will be cleansed from everything and then you can thereby start a healthy food plan for yourself, whether that's, you know, a big portion of vegetables, a little bit of protein and even smaller carbs or no carbs at all. Or, you know, you love your pasta, fine, have pasta once a week, don't have it all the time. You have to set up your own regimen that's gonna work for you, that's practical, and don't let yourself get beat up by the times that you slip up. Because a lot of times we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves, like, I'm going to the gym five times a week, and then if you don't go one week, you only go three times, you like, get so discouraged and then how am I even supposed to pick up from there and that's not the right way to do it because that's not going to create success 
like Nikki. Well, amazing. yeah, and what I would say with that is like it's so funny because me and Esther had this conversation. Of, sorry, I just like moved away from Mike. It's funny because me and Esther had this conversation a few times because I was someone who, when I was living at home, it was very easy for me to work out because all the things that that I needed to work out, like my treadmill, my weights, everything was in the house. Whether that was Isaac's house or my house, we always had those things. And now I have to walk 10 minutes to the gym and, and I really am very unhappy in New York City, to be honest. And it just has caused a lot of anxiety for me. And it's gotten really hard for me to go. And one thing that I actually learned with my therapist that I was so surprised at because my therapist trying to like get me out of the house. And I, I said to her, I'm like, you know, going to the gym is so hard for me. I'm like, she's like, well, why don't you work out at home two days a week? And I'm like, what do you mean? When I work out at home, I'm not really working out. And she's like, something with your forms of thinking is like you're having like, like obsessive thinking that you, you put yourself in this like black or white and you can never think of this gray area she's like the working out at home days are gray areas you're still doing the good work you're still putting in the effort you're just not at the gym like you need to be forgiving of yourself and that's something just like for me so for me that was not going to the gym two days a week working out two days a week at home but it's really more of the concept of forgiving yourself when you don't hit those marks also if you are someone who's dealt with an eating disorder in the past i really really highly suggest that all of these steps for losing weight for you is done with a health coach and a mental health professional. So maybe a therapist that can help you. And then also like a nutritionist and a, and a, a personal trainer, because I don't think that you should be handling it really on your own. If this is something that you've really struggled with in the past, because you're just, honestly, you're putting too much pressure on yourself when you can really, there are those people, there are those resources that can help you work through this. I agree. I think that it's so important to realize that we're so lucky to live in a day and age where we have so many outsour- outsourcing resources that we can really turn to to help us in such situations. And it's always gonna be a struggle for everyone. And especially if you've dabbled in the area of eating disorder, you wouldn't wanna get yourself back into that area. You wanna get yourself into an area of growth and health. And those things kind of come together. Okay, next question is a really long one. So I'm gonna ask you guys to please, please bear with me as I read with my non-reading eyes. Okay. Please make an episode addressing this question. I missed the podcast. I really needed advice. I recently got to the point where my boyfriend introduced me to his friends and community. The way he was raised is very different than the way I was raised. I feel like I'm pretty frugal and my boyfriend comes from an extremely wealthy Sephardic community. On the one hand, it's been really nice and convenient because he takes me out for food all the time and will pay for our meals and his birthday gift to me was more expensive than anything my parents have bought me in my entire life. But on the other hand, I'm nervous about this behavior. I hate the obnoxious way a lot of people in his community behave and I feel like I can't connect to his friends or any of the people in his life because they're so rich in a snobby way. They just have completely different values than what I was raised with. And I feel like everything is about your image and you have to live life in accordance to certain rules or else you'll be ostracized. My boyfriend admits that a lot of stuff in his community is toxic, but it's still his community and he loves it despite its faults. He says he wants to raise his kids perhaps a little less materialistic than the way his community is, but overall he hasn't indicated that he wants to break away from his community at all and I just can't imagine raising my kids in that sort of community. I love my boyfriend a lot and he's amazing in so many ways, but how do I make myself fit into that community that I feel like I will never fit into or even be fully accepted in. I feel like we've been fighting a lot recently and maybe it's just because we come from such different backgrounds but I think it's also that we're out of the honeymoon phase of our relationship and we're spending so much time together and getting serious and it feels like we're fighting every day and I don't know how to get out of the cycle. It's so exhausting. Please share any tips. Okay I actually have a lot of thoughts on this and I think there are going to be some things that you may not like to hear from me and if you want to write back in and argue them with me then I'm totally open to that and Esther can argue with me also. A few things. First of all, one thing that I want to address, well, actually, I'll leave that for the end because it's going to be the thing you want to hear the least. But the way I think of it is that 
when you're in a relationship, when you're dating someone, what's important, what's the most important thing beyond like, you know, there's physical and physical attraction fades, like loviness and all that stuff fades. But it's really important that you guys are on the same track and that you want the same things. And if you're sitting here telling me, I want to raise my kids in a community that's not materialistic, that's different than the values of this community. And he's really saying that he, and, and maybe you guys haven't fully sat down and talked about this, but if you sit down and talk to him and he says, this is the community I want to raise my kids and this is the way I want to raise my kids, then what's really happening here is you guys are saying that you want to raise your kids in two completely different ways. And that's something that I think is really important to figure out and discuss in a relationship before it's too late, because that's something that, you know, like, I'll always go back to the example of my relationship. I got into my relationship when it was not the time for me to get out into a relationship. I had recently got out of a super toxic, like long high school relationship. Um, I was not in the place to be dating. It was the last thing that I wanted. But me and me and my boyfriend started hanging out. And then, you know, what the reason that we actually started dating, like we weren't going to date. We were just like going to hang out. But we started dating because everything we wanted was the same. We wanted to raise our kids the same way. We wanted to live the same lifestyle. We wanted the same things out of life. And that's what ultimately brought us together. It's, it's really is a red flag when, when you guys want things in a different way, because down the line, if you can't compromise on it now, down the line, when let's say you're like, oh, you know what? We'll just deal with this later. We'll move into the community. We'll try to raise our kids a different way. And then when you see, I mean, a community is a really big deal. Like I always say, you know, I would never want to raise my kids like in the New York, New Jersey community because I'm from the New York, New Jersey community and I don't love it. And maybe I will. And maybe they'll have to deal with the challenges that come along with raising my kids in this area. Right. But if I could prevent that, I would love to. So I would love to move to a different community where I don't have those struggles from the start. And I think like, do you get what I'm saying, Esther? I mean, what do you think about yeah. what I'm saying? I, every, it's so crazy because a lot of times we do argue on the podcast or have different perspectives, but I really feel every single thing you're saying. And I'll say it in the way that like, you're net, first of all, every single community has its pros and cons. And I feel this way a lot when it comes to money also because different people put values in different things. And I also wasn't raised in a way that like money is just at our disposal. So I can understand how hard it is to be on the other end of it where now money isn't money is at your disposal and it feels that it, that way and it's definitely there's different values brought up in kids that are brought up with money and kids that are brought up without money like you learn different things about it but just because a community is some way doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be that way even if you're living in that community or connected to that community like you don't have to you asked her about trying to fit in you don't have to try to fit in right. you have to try to understand and accept where they are coming from and where your boyfriend and his family are coming from you have to just uh, be understanding. He was brought up in a specific way. So you say, okay, I understand that. Now you need to accept it. You need to be like, okay, I'm accepting of the fact that this is the way he was brought up and this is his lifestyle. Now it's time to find shared core values and compromise on what you want for your future. The only thing that I will say to that, Esther, is that you can be, you know, okay, I'm going to be the outsider. I'm going to raise my kids a different way. I'm going to act differently in this community. But you are going to have to realize what challenges come with that and what challenges come with feeling like an outsider in a community that you feel you don't belong in. You know? Well, I wouldn't say to ostracize yourself and live in the community. Well, it's not about ostracizing say, yourself. I'm saying it's more of the way people in the community may treat you if you act different than the rest of them. Because there are community. I mean, it sucks to say it, but there are a lot of communities that like, like that. If you're not going to, even if you're wealthy, but you act like the family that isn't, you may be treated differently. If that's the type of community absolutely. you're living in. Which is why I say you need to understand and accept. Because if you fully accept where it yes. is, you will have those. You can live a more wealthy lifestyle, let's say, even if you don't want your kids to grow up in a certain way and just instill certain values in your kids that like 
money isn't at their disposal. Like you could have, a, I have a friend who comes from a very wealthy background and my entire life I didn't know that she was wealthy because her and her family are just so not like yes. that. But they're literally going to be comfortable for the rest of their lives if they literally don't work. Fact is, they instilled values in their kids that yes, we have money and we can buy whatever we want, but we're, and, and they're living in a very wealthy community and they're not ostracized at all. And they're just living slightly different. I'm not saying it's the same in your community because obviously I know that there's different communities and in some communities, if you don't have the newest car, you are looked yeah. at different. And I'm actually reading this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad right now. I highly recommend it to everybody. And he was saying that like he lived in the rich side of town, but they weren't rich. And he and his one friend that also didn't live a rich lifestyle were the only two people in their school and they were left out because of it and they felt badly about themselves because they didn't have the new backpack they didn't have the new shoes that were going around and that's hard and i'm not gonna lie like for kids especially yeah. that is a very difficult thing for them to learn like either we have money but we're not spending it on those things or we don't have money for those things that's hard for a kid to hear you know so that's why i would say like find the core values that you guys can share and compromise on like if he wants his family living in, a, in this kind of community. That is something you have to be willing to accept and understand as well as say we can live here and we can have this and this and this, but I want our kids growing up knowing or knowing the value of money. Let's say like you can give your kids an allowance of $50,000 a month if you want, if that's what you have <laughs> in your hands. Like I would love that, but you can tell your kids that this money is either going to be used for the new backpack right now or it's going to be saved and you can literally afford your wedding and your college and your everything you've ever wanted in life down the line. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you can give your kids, you know, $150 a month and say this is your money to just spend and we'll buy you everything that you need. This is your money to spend for the month. That gives them the value of money. Now again, I know it's not about money. I know it's not about like the nitty gritty details of like how to teach your kid values. Yeah. I'm just saying that there is a way that you guys can compromise and find these values that you would want your kids to be brought up with even living in such a community. And I definitely agree with you, Nikki, when you said that if you guys have such different opposite values, you really need to discuss that because that's something that can really be confusing to kids. If one parent is saying, go out, do this, have the newest this, do everything, I'll buy you whatever you want, and then one parent is like, wait, we need to you know, learn the value and we need to be, we don't want to be materialistic and whatever, like it's two very different things for kids and they're often gonna end up choosing one way or the other, generally the way that you know, has more money <laughs> and you don't want that for them. So <laughs> I would definitely say if I had the choice of money between one parent and the other, I would choose right? the money. I would choose money in a second. I'd still do it now. And I, <laughs> I should know better at this point. Exactly. No, but the point is, the point is that you and your boyfriend need to discuss these things and sit down and have a conversation about how this can practically play out in your lives in the future when it involves kids and a family. And like, I know you're saying you're just out of the honeymoon phase, so it may seem like it's too early to talk about these things. But the problem is, is that the longer you wait, the more invested in the relationship you become. And if this ends up being like the, the thing that breaks you, then you're putting yourself through a lot more than you should be. And that's why core values are something that I think are so important to discuss earlier rather than later. And on that, like you said, you know, you're out of the honeymoon phase and you feel like you're fighting every day. This is the thing that I think I'm going to say that may be a little controversial to hear and maybe Esther could disagree with me. But I forgot who I was talking to about this, but... I was saying, you know, when you fight with someone all the time, every day, when you're just dating, 
what are you what are you fighting for it's very important to sit there and think like what are you specifically fighting for like it's different when you know you've been dating for six seven years or you're married and you have or you have children but when you're just dating and you're fighting so much in the beginning of the relationship is there enough there to hold on to it is there enough there that the fighting is worth it i think that's something that you just need to think about because that's something that like you know, it's, I, I think it's a big deal. I don't know. What do you think, Esther? So I agree with you. I definitely think that you have to like sit down and be like, what are we fighting for? But at the end of the day, Nikki's not telling you to break up with your right. boyfriend. She's saying that you should figure out the differences and make sure that this is something worth fighting for. Exactly. Because exactly. listen, once you're married, once you're committed to each other, you're fighting because you're, you're keeping a marriage alive. You're keeping your marriage and your commitment alive and you want to make it work forever. But right now you are in that dating stage where you do have a way out. So do you want that way right. out? Right. Or not? And I think that that's and important. And here's what I was going to say. Yeah. The honeymoon phase is beautiful and amazing and it's so necessary for every single relationship because otherwise, where are you going on? What are you going to go for? Like if you don't have that honeymoon phase. But let me tell you, out of the honeymoon phase is the best part of a relationship. And I don't mean that lightly. I mean... It includes fighting, it includes hurt, it includes argument, it includes all the painful things that life has to offer. However, that is how you develop and grow a relationship. When you're in the honeymoon phase, you're in the honeymoon phase, whatever. Yeah. When you go out, that's when it gets real. It's, this is real life, this is our relationship, this is who we are, this is everything out in the open. Do you want to make this work? Let's make this work. Let's figure this out. Let's, you're not in the clouds anymore. You're in reality. Like it's the best part of a relationship. You can't have a normal, healthy relationship without all those things that come with it. So again, we're not telling you to break up with your boyfriend. We're saying figure out and make sure it's worth fighting for. But if it's worth fighting for, fight like a freaking well, I just want to yeah. say one more thing about the honeymoon phase. It's so funny because I had a friend that I was talking to because she had this guy that she liked, but she felt like they never had the honeymoon phase. And for her, it was so hard because she was like, I feel like our relationship is lacking spark because we never had the honeymoon phase. We kind of just fell into the like relationship stage where like, and I was like, you know, what's so funny is that I spent, I want to say like two, three, I'm not even kidding. It's embarrassing. Like two, three, four years. And sometimes even now chasing the honeymoon stage of my relationship my my the honeymoon stage of my relationship was so different when i tell you like the opposite of what my relationship is now like like actually and it's so funny because i spent so much time chasing it without realizing like what i was missing out on if that makes sense because yeah because i was i was so busy chasing it that i was missing all the the new things that were happening and all the things that come with being in a real relationship spark the, the honeymoon and the spark it doesn't last but that's okay, you know? It doesn't need to last. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's growth. It's improvement. It's You're not in that honeymoon phase, and you're still fighting to keep yes. your relationship alive. It's beautiful. Yeah. And again, it doesn't take away from all the pain and all the hurt and everything that goes in because it does hurt, and it hurts more when you're fighting for a relationship and you're just like, where is this going? What's going on here? This is it's a crucial stage. It's so important yeah. and it doesn't end. Unfortunately, I spoke to people, lots of people that have been married for many years and they're like, no, it doesn't end. We still fight. We still have different, we still have to compromise. We still have to go out of our way to do things for each other. But that is what can create such a beautiful, healthy relationship. Yeah. So, um, actually we do have some advice, Esther. And okay. this advice says, do a podcast with role reversals where Esther gives advice as if she's Nikki and Nikki gives advice as if she's Esther. The problem with that is that, first of all, I can't figure what out what Esther's going to say. <laughs> but second of all, that we're kind of the same. Like, me and Esther have a lot of the same opinions on things. And even the things that we don't have the same opinion. Like, there's so very few things that we don't have the same opinion on. And the things that we do are too controversial to bring up on the podcast, I think. 
<laughs> no, but it's also just like we have a very similar opinion. And even if we don't yeah. have a similar opinion, we both, our opinions, they don't contradict each other. Exactly. Exactly. Like rarely do they so, contradict. So I think it would be a little too hard to do. But if you want, I, I could pretend to be Esther and say like, hi, I'm Esther. I live in Brooklyn. I want to move to Florida. I can be like, hi, I'm Nikki. I have a nasally voice, but I'm having surgery next week to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, guys, I have an advice question that if you guys can, would you send in show recommendation and book recommendations? I like romance novels. I love a good Colleen Hoover book. I've read uh, It Ends With Us, November 9th, and Ugly Love. Um, I'm going to read Hopeless as well. So if you guys could send in some book recommendations and also some TV show recommendations, I would really appreciate that. Okay. And with that. And with that. Oh, how do we end? I forgot. We say something. Like this episode. Yeah, go. You know it. Come on, say it. I, I, I don't remember it, but I'll try. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to our podcast on, I don't know if we ever say this, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, or Anchor itself, and... Oh, shoot. Somebody, my, I think my brother, my brother sent in a voice recording through Anchor. We got to answer that. Next week, I'll answer it. All right. Stay tuned, but, everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, and also make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We will be posting there. Honestly, I want to post on our TikTok more because I'm too embarrassed to post certain things on my normal TikToks. So like, why am I not just posting them on our Dark Twisty? You know what? I'm going to make a TikTok right now. Go for it. Oh, look at that. I'm going to do it. Um, no more work, no more school, just TikTok. Yeah, I'm trying to become TikTok famous, so that's another thing, guys. But yeah, uh, I think we say we love you. Do we love you? And we talk to you in our and next we'll episode. we'll speak to you next week. Oh, our anonymous submission form will be linked down below as always. So send in your questions for advice. And bye, guys. Bye.